Devotional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 100. I feel like uh, instead of this being a finish line, I feel like I'm just getting started. A hundred podcasts. That's kind of a that's kind of an awesome accomplishment, which means this. We have gone through a hundred verses in the Bible. We have asked a hundred questions. We have worked through a hundred reflective statements about these passages we've processed and learned about these verses. And hopefully, for those of you who continue to listen, and maybe some of you have listened, you've been crazy enough that you've actually listened to all a hundred. Hopefully, this has been an opportunity for you to get a greater vision, a greater understanding of who God is and his purpose and desire for your life. I just find that to be so amazing. That idea gets me excited. The idea that some of you out there have allowed God's word to transform your mind and your heart and it's impacting your life. That idea is what keeps me going uh, week after week, recording podcast after podcast. The idea that these scriptures in this format is something that's making life change happen, that people are seeing Jesus. They're starting to understand how powerful scripture really is, how important it is to our lives. That's getting me really, really excited. And, and so I really do feel honored to be a part of doing 100 podcasts. I really did. This, this morning I woke up and I was really excited uh, about recording uh, this podcast because it doesn't just feel like I said, it doesn't feel like a finish line. It feels like I've just gotten started. And there's so many verses that are in the scriptures that are helping us understand who God is and where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do. And so these are important moments that we share together. This is the body of Christ growing together to understand who God is. And I love it. And I'm so grateful for all of you who have continued to listen. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate that you've subscribed and and you've sent some of these off to your friends. I really do appreciate it. I get these little comments here and there from people on different formats and uh, and just encouraging me. And so I just want to say thanks. And for those of you who continue to donate on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you so much. I really appreciate. Uh, and I really love this uh, verse that we're in on for our hundredth podcast. I, I didn't schedule it this way. I wish I was that organized. I'm not. Uh, but I love that we're in the B attitudes and if you uh, if you if you are just listening uh, today, I would have you go back. Uh, I think it's to episode 97 where we launched uh, the Beatitudes, and this is Jesus's teaching his uh, about the kingdom of God and about what it means to be citizens of that kingdom. What does it mean to really live for God, love God, uh, and live as a citizen of the kingdom of God? And so this is Jesus's teaching his. Uh, primary teaching on on the mount. And so uh, we're in Matthew 5, verse 6. I love this. This is our verse for today. And it says this, Blessed are those who hunger 
and thirst for righteousness, they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Um, you know, as kids go and as homes go, you know, people get hungry. You know, or you're in the car, you're on a road trip, and inevitably you'll hear this. I'm starving. And you'll hear it with kind of a whiny, leaky voice. I'm starving, right? In our home... That phrase is a swear word. You're going to get a massive reaction out of Patty and I if you say that in our house. Our kids know. Like, it's not like a, it's not like a, a secret and we just blow up. But that in our home is equivalent to just swearing at Patty and I. And a part of the reason is, is we have no understanding what it means here in the West to be starving. Like my kids have never felt starved. I have never felt starved in my life. In my 43 years on planet Earth, I have never felt that grown. I might have been hungry, and I would even probably make an argument for that. But I've never, never felt starving and so our kids have learned as a result of, at least for me and for Patty, a cross-cultural understanding of what starving really is, that we just don't say that in our house because we don't really understand. And the reality is, is that these, this is the condition that people are living at at this time when, the, when Jesus is proclaiming these words. To the crowd, these people understand what it means to hunger and thirst. And this is what the reality is for so many people around the world. But rarely, if ever, in America, there is no such thing as three square meals in other countries. In other third world countries, they're excited to get a meal here and there. Many of them eat two to three, one time a week. Very rarely small quantities, rice and beans. And so as Jesus is talking to these people at this particular time, the, the, keep in mind some third world countries where they rarely eat. These are the people that he is speaking to currently. That's the context. Uh, that's the audience he's speaking to. Therefore, when he's talking about hunger and thirsting for something, it triggers something in their brain. They're like, I feel that groan. I feel that desire to eat food. We, my family, we are starving. If you remember fish and loaves, Jesus does that miraculous work. We think, ah, that was just like a cherry on top of it. No, no, no. Many of these people, most of those people are starving and Jesus just provided a meal for them. And the reality is what, what he's trying to get us back to is this. We are all hungering and thirsting for something. Inside of each person is a deep sense that something is missing and we need to fill it. The, 
the what happens when we are hungry or we are thirsty, our body triggers something in the synapses and our brains start firing crazy going, there is something that is missing. And it needs to be placed in our body in order for those synapses to calm down and say everything's okay for our stomach to feel full. And as it does that, it relays messages all throughout our body communicating it's okay. Jesus is proposing. What about filling it with something that brings life and life to the full righteousness? What if we actually came to an understanding, calmed ourselves down that realized we do have a longing in our lives, in our souls, and we are constantly filling it with all the wrong things. We're constantly filling it with all the wrong things. And Jesus's proposal to us is righteousness. Fill it with righteousness. So the natural question would arise for, I think, for you and I and say, well, what is righteousness? What is that all about? It's the goodness of God. Jesus said in Matthew 4, 8, you must therefore be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. How is that possible? There's no way we can do that. We can't be perfect like Jesus. We can't love and listen and care and commit and sacrifice like Jesus. We can't be perfect. How could Jesus say something like this? Well, Matthew 19, 26 says this, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And that is why hungering and thirsting are important. But the problem for you and I is that we're not hungering for the right things. We're not hungering for righteousness. We're not hungering to be like Jesus, to follow in his footsteps, to, to, to live out in everything we do, the goodness and perfection of Jesus himself. We don't live that out. Why don't we hunger and thirst for righteousness in the same way that we crave food or water when it is gone? This is where David, if you remember this passage, David says in the psalm, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. As a dying deer You can just feel this deer running through the forest, trying to find water, knowing that it's going to die. Do our souls, our minds, our hearts crave the goodness of God to be like Jesus, to follow in his footsteps, to love like he loved, to care like he cared, to stand in the gap. To see this world with eyes of equality. The love of the Father. In the, that is the thing that's fueling us. We find our sustenance and our being in His love. And that fuels us to crave righteousness. 
But the reality is, we don't even come close. And the reason is because we are easily satisfied. My wife always makes fun of me, and, and she, uh, she says all, all the time, like, you talk about Taco Bell in the same way you talk about my homemade food, right? Your, your objective is just to get full. As long as your stomach is full, you are fine, and I think that's our problem as well. We think we're fine, but we're not. Right? And we keep filling it with all this other stuff. We keep filling it with 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 all with pride and, and, and with jealousy. We think if we get more stuff or we get that job, if we if we uh, uh, finally get the a certain dog, if our kids go to the right school, if we drive the right car, if I get enough followers on Instagram. Or Facebook or Twitter or Snapchat, whatever, get enough views, then something inside of me will feel full. No, it doesn't. Because you'll get that thing and you'll constantly be hungering and thirsting. Because it's not what you are called to crave. And Jesus is proposing to us why not make righteousness the thing you crave after? Becoming like Jesus, following Jesus, the thing you crave. Like a deer pants for the water, you crave to be like Jesus. You crave to love like him. It, it's something that impacts your being, everything you do. It, it impacts your mind. That you, you don't just come to the scriptures to read it out of habit. You come to the scriptures to crave what it means to be like Jesus. To sacrificially love like Jesus loved. Do we crave that? Because what he is saying is if you do and you're living this way, you're going to find satisfaction in this life. The most unsatisfied people in this world are the self-obsessed and self-help people because it never solves the problem, the deeper problem that's happening, in, happening inside of us. And if that's you, if you've been trying to find your purpose, you will only find it in living righteously for Jesus Christ, living righteously like Jesus Christ for the glory of God. And I think this is one of those moments where you take a look in the mirror and you be honest. And when you start to get honest, you start to hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God. Long and live it out. Then you will finally be satisfied in this life. And it will lead us so beautifully into the next. Because being satisfied has more to do with what we have in Christ instead of what we don't have in this life. So the question is a really natural question. What do you hunger and thirst for? Father God, we come to you today and we confess that 
We hunger and thirst for so many other things than you. Continue to be patient with us as we pursue after your heart for your glory and honor. So, as we do that, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.